So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here, and welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope wherever you are and whatever it is you're doing while you listen, I hope it's going fantastically. Um, I'm having an amazing day myself, an amazing week, actually. Uh, Just interviewed on a couple of really cool podcasts in the last 24 hours. Um, One is a a podcast that's uh, run by a Marine Corps officer and a really cool guy, a really amazing story, and he's had some He's had some incredible guests. I can't really believe that I was on uh, the same podcast as some of the guests that he's had. And uh, uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is uh, not actually for this podcast, but the other one that I interviewed on, it's called Mind Shape. And um, that, I think the interview is going to come out in a few months. But uh, the, the guys who are interviewing me are not of a religious background. And, um, and so they, they know that you know, porn is still damaging, like, thank God, like beyond the Christian circles and the religious circles, people are acknowledging the detrimental effects of porn. So these guys want to talk about it and their minds were blown. Like they could not believe some of the statistics and, and just some of the stories they're hearing about people's lives who have been literally ruined by pornography. Uh, it was really eye-opening for them. And, um, you know, it, it was a good reminder because I think it was last week that we, we released uh, an episode about how to talk to people about the subject when maybe they think it's okay or they don't really see like the long-term consequences. And I mean, granted, there's tons of short-term consequences as well to, to porn viewership. And um, it just it made me really grateful for that because I, I think my experience is not a unique one. And if maybe you haven't had an experience like that yet, you will, uh, where, where people are kind of just, uh, I guess, bewildered to know that pornography is actually a bad thing, that it actually can you know, have damaging effects. And uh, especially it's the dabblers you got to look out for. You know, the people who are addicted know it's a bad thing. Um, and even if morally you think it was okay, the fact that you're addicted shows it's a problem. The same way that, you know, social media can be really addictive and it doesn't mean that social media is so bad for you. Um, but the addiction is, you know, not doing you any favors. And, uh, and I think even if you were to tease out the morality component, which of course as a Christian you, you don't really do, um, and you can't do it actually, but in theory, if you were to tease that part out, it's still very clear that porn has uh, detrimental and devastating effects to, uh, to people's health. And so um, I do encourage you, that's episode 146, what if someone thinks porn is okay? If you want to dig into that a little bit, I think that's going to become more and more important subject matter in the future. Um, but where we're going today is we're talking about uh, a really interesting aspect of porn viewership, and that is uh, content. So... I want to start this with a story. One of the things that really encouraged my porn viewership when I was struggling, and um, I wouldn't even call it struggling because I wasn't really trying to get free at the time, um, but one of the things that that really, I guess, encouraged it and and in many ways uh, prevented me from taking any kind of action towards freedom was my peer circle, my peer group. And um, in high school, you know, we were all attending this Christian high school and porn was, again, one of those things that um, we sort of tolerated, you know, like there was high moral standing about drugs. Like in our friend group, we just knew like you don't do drugs. That's stupid. Drugs are bad for you. Uh, like it's it's against what the Bible 
preaches and, you know, everything else. It was like, drugs are dumb, don't do drugs. Drinking, it was like, well, you know, if you, if you drink too much but you're responsible about it, it's kind of okay. Like, again, just this weird grayish sort of approach to drinking. And porn was kind of like, well, don't let people know about it, but, you know, it's okay. And if you're fooling around a little bit, just don't do that, the full deed with your girlfriend. But, you know, if you go first, second base, third base, whatever, not a big deal. So just a weird set of moral standards that we live by. Very arbitrary and, uh, I mean, not in any way biblical. And anyway, because I I think it was understood in our groups and certainly in, um, maybe not in the larger groups, but I I can recall a couple times with a, a smaller group of friends where the subject of porn would come up. And, you know, we were like, I'm talking 16, 17, 18 year old guys. So we're not confronting the subject head on, right? We're sort of talking around it, but everybody knows what we're talking about. And uh, one of my friends had sort of alluded to watching um, like content that involved bestiality. And when he mentioned that, I remember being really confused because uh, for starters, I didn't know that kind of content existed. And number two, I couldn't really understand how there could ever be a draw to it. And you might be in the same boat, um, but I'm going to guess a, a number of you listening, and uh, you know, for those of you who maybe have had active dialogue with other people in your life about, uh, you know, about pornography and porn consumption and whatever else, you will know that actually uh, watching content that you kind of never thought you would watch is very common. So if that's you, you know, if you're like, Sathya, I, I started off innocently, it was softcore, it kind of went to hardcore, it, it developed, but I never thought I would watch uh, bestiality or I never thought I would watch uh, videos that have, uh, you know, same-sex interaction or I never thought I would watch, uh, you know, you can fill in your blank there and yet here I am watching it. Just know that your story is not unique. Um, and again, not to invalidate it, uh, but what I mean is there's other people out there who have been on that same trajectory. I want to talk a little bit about why this is, because um, whether you, you've, you know, you've gone off the deep end and you're in some really deep, dark stuff, um, or you just want to learn, you know, maybe porn is not even a problem in your life, but you just want to learn. Th- this is really good information to take in. Um, and I, I'll just say that for me personally, I, it never really went to that point. I heard the stories, like I said, from my friends in high school and, um, you know, in other seasons, you, you heard a little bit about some of the stuff guys were watching, um, but it never really, I don't know, that never was appealing to me. It never had a draw. I, I never really went down that, that path and I'm, you know, I'm very grateful for that. Um, but that being said, like, when I do look back at, at some of my experiences with pornography, I realized that um, if I if I was there long enough, and if um, if I hit uh, a couple rough patches that came later on in my life after I got free, I don't know, man. It, I think it could have been pretty tricky. Like I, I don't know where I would have found myself, but um, I, I'd be willing to venture a guess and say I, I, I could have very easily wound up there. So um, anyway, that's just just a, a little bit of a introspection on my part. So, so basically, here's the deal. We're, we're going to get into why, why this is. Um, I, I want to start by just saying, you know, if you have dug into some of that, that more extreme, kind of darker content, I just want, to, want you to know that is not a reflection of who you are. You, you are not what you watch. And that, that's super important. Um, and again, th- this is actually a little bit of a repeat on some of the stuff we talked about last week. 
Um, this is a little bit of a repeat on some of the stuff that we talked about last week, but you know what you watch is, is really more revealing some of the things that are going on internally. It's not as much uh, revealing something about you, who you are, what your orientation or preferences are, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's important to know. So if, if you've gone off the deep end into some d- deeper, darker stuff, just know it's not a reflection of who you are. Who you are has not changed and I think we should probably start there. Now, neurologically, novelty enhances pleasure. You should really write that one down if you're in a position to do so. It's a very important point. Novelty enhances pleasure. Now, this exists across the board. So let's take a much more trivial example like chocolate. So I, I love chocolate. I mean, there's nothing trivial about chocolate if we really get into it, but you know what I mean. Relatively speaking, chocolate's uh, probably a little bit less extreme than uh, a porn addiction or whatever it might be. Anyway, <laughs> um, I, I love trying new chocolate. So like being in Jamaica has been really cool because the chocolate that they have here is different than the stuff that we get in Canada. And in some ways, I really miss the stuff we get in Canada. I'm used to my brands. I'm used to just a certain texture and flavor and whatever else. But there is a, a degree of pleasure and excitement that comes just simply from the idea of having a new kind of chocolate in a new place. So this is before I've taken the wrapper off, before I've bitten it and tasted it. The simple thought of this is something different, it's the same, but it's different, there's a novelty to it, enhances the experience, it it adds an excitement. Now, this is predicated on a neurological mechanism. It, it, It has nothing to do with chocolate. It has everything to do with the fact that novelty enhances pleasure. So when you start to engage in pornographic content on a consistent and regular basis over long periods of time, what happens is you become desensitized. So you you keep watching the same stuff and eventually you start to realize this is not doing it for me. Um, That could be physically, you're not getting the kind of arousal that you were getting initially or it's not bringing that kind of thrill or excitement that initially got you hooked. So then you start to seek novelty because novelty enhances pleasure. And this is sort of the gateway or, or, or the first domino to fall that eventually leads to more extreme viewing. So the, the novelty aspect is really, really important to understand. And if you're struggling, I'm begging you, if, if you are watching porn, you want to quit, you, you're, you're struggling, maybe you're not ready to reach out to somebody like me, you're just kind of gathering information, that's totally fine. But I beg you, do not, do not go, don't even knock that first domino down. Because when you start to go down that path, it is a very slippery slope. Because see, what happens the first time, you know, maybe you branch out a little bit. You think, okay, this is like a little bit further than what I thought I would do, but it's, it's nowhere near like, it's not bestiality, like it's just a little bit of, you know, whatever. What happens, of course, is then you get desensitized again. But of course, it doesn't take as much to become desensitized because you already have a degree of desensitization that exists. It's kind of like, imagine you're used to having dessert. We'll just run with this chocolate thing for a little bit. Imagine you're used to having um, one single piece of chocolate after dinner every single night. And one day, you have a piece of chocolate and you're like, you know what? I'm, I still want a little bit. 
Um, maybe you had a stressful day and you just say, you know what, I deserve a second piece. So you have that second piece of chocolate. Now what happens is you've created a habit because that, now you, you've created a new pattern that is going to be a lot harder to avoid in the future. The, the only way that you avoid that in the future is ensuring it's a one-off, which means the next time after, you have to go back to one piece and the next time after that and after that and after that. But if you don't, if you start to kind of dance in and out, what happens is your threshold gets moved until eventually two feels normal. And then after a while, you have another stressful day. You think, well, I think I deserve an extra piece. So now we're at three. And this threshold furthers. Now, somewhere along the way, usually we, we kind of plateau. But with porn consumption, it's not always the case, especially if you have unresolved issues in your heart that are driving the behavior. Until those issues get addressed, you will continue to push your bounds further and further and further until you find yourself watching content you never thought you would watch. So this is the reason why you're viewing things that actually disgust you. Because your, your little, little compromises here and there, slight pushing the bounds there, oh, you know, just a bit of an off day here, all of those things accumulate and slowly lead you down the path until you find yourself in a place you never dreamt of in a million years. Now, uh, neurologically, this is the other thing to know about your brain, is that neural associations form in moments of curiosity. Again, that's something you should really write down. Neural associations form in moments of curiosity. So, let's just imagine this, okay? Let's say all you've watched ever is softcore pornography. That's all you've been exposed to. And you start to kind of get a little bit of curiosity one day and you click and you start watching some, some hardcore stuff. And, you know, it's not a ton. Like, you don't just go, like, two feet in, but you're kind of dabbling in it a little bit. Okay, we have our first dynamic at play, which is that novelty enhances pleasure. So as much as you might be a little bit repulsed by it, you're also going to be majorly aroused by it because there's a novelty to the experience. And because there's a novelty, there's an enhanced pleasure that comes with it. Okay, that's our first concept. The second concept is that in that moment of curiosity where your brain is exploratory, your, your wiring is making neurological associations. In other words, it, it, it's like, remember your first kiss. Remember your first kiss? Do you remember it? Of course you do. Why? Because it was a novel experience. And the associations that your brain formed with that activity and the feelings associated with it was so strong that you can't forget it. And, and so you can, you can recall it as soon as I ask you. That's how powerful those associations can be. And kissing only brings, uh, I mean, a smidge of the pleasure that porn does. So the associations can become very strong and the bond becomes harder and harder to break. So you might have told yourself like, it's just, you know, it's just a little bit of whatever. Hardcore, it's a little bit of that. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it is actually. And what, you're, what you don't realize is that you're making it harder and harder and harder to reverse the effects and to return back to a normal state. See, when, when you only have one piece of chocolate for dessert every night, if, if you need to stop eating chocolate, it, it's going to be a sacrifice because you're used to it regularly, but you're only having one piece. But when you're used to having half a bar, then, then to suddenly eliminate chocolate from your life is an impossibility. And, and this is how addictions form. It, it, it's that the, the novelty 
uh, of new content, uh, of kind of a, a different experience of the same behavior, the same substance, excites us and causes us to deepen our associations of pleasure and that said activity or that substance. And so we, we become in this vicious cycle and then we get desensitized. So then we seek out more novelty and then the association goes deeper and then we get desensitized and the cycle repeats itself. So the, these two principles operate in tandem and both of them collectively destroy you. They literally destroy you. And, and if you look at the brain when it's addicted to anything, alcohol, drugs, video games, pornography, um, for starters, there is a major loss of gray matter in the brain. And that reduction in gray matter indicates a lack of uh, the ability to think creatively, to think outside of the box. Um, it, it indicates poor relationship capacity. Uh, there's a whole bunch of things associated with gray matter. And, and those, those things are lost uh, to the brain that is addicted to pornography. Furthermore, um, we start to draw conclusions about ourselves. And, and I kind of want to bring it full circle because I started this by saying, you're not what you watch. And it's very important that you realize that. And it's really hard to accept that reality when you are watching, you know, content with bestiality in it or, or whatever that extreme content is that kind of disgusts you. Because it's not just that the content disgusts you, but the fact that you take pleasure in it then means that you're disgusted with yourself. That, that's really the only rational conclusion you can draw. Now, again, it, it, it's, it's completely unjustified. There, there's nothing disgusting about you. There, there are simply reasons that have drawn you to behavior that leaves you feeling disgusted. That distinction is really important, but it's harder to make when you're regularly engaging with that disgusting, quote-unquote, content. So let me bring this full circle by just reminding you that you're not what you watch. You don't need to draw conclusions about who you are because of you know, the, the things you've looked up or the things that you've engaged in. It's okay. You're loved, you're forgiven, you're valuable, and your brain can rewire. Okay, You could be eating a whole bar of chocolate every night your brain can learn to live without it. Happens all the time, and we see it happen with pornography as well. Maybe, you, maybe porn is your thing that you need daily just to cope with the stresses of life. I get it. I've been there. I see clients who are there, and I see them recover. I've been clean for six years. Uh, well, I, I, rounded, I rounded up. Let me round down. Five and a half years. It, it can happen. And, and you can do it. And I want you to know that. Nothing changes who you are, and nothing has changed your capacity but you will have to make some changes in your life. You, you will have to, to probably get some help. You're going to have to research this a little bit better and make sure you can get somebody in your corner who's going to cheer you on, cheer you on. But it's absolutely possible. Um, I hope the other thing that you can draw from this is that there is there are reasons underneath the surface. This podcast episode was designed to sort of explain the neuroscience of, of why, why you would go there in the first place. But that's really only one side of the coin. The other side is that we know within us there are unmet needs, there are longings of the heart, there are stories taking place within us that drive us to this kind of behavior. And that's the stuff I really want you to look for in your solution. Make sure that it's tackling those deeper fundamental parts of you because if you experience healing and transformation there, then your behavior will start to recover automatically. 
Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, I want to encourage you to download my ebook as well if you're looking to get some help. It's the Ultimate Recovery Guide, and you can get that at ultimaterecoveryguide.com. And uh, for those of you who have left ratings or reviews on your respective platforms, thank you. It really means the world to me. Helps us get the word out. Um, and lastly, have an amazing day. You are so incredible. Um, I don't have to know you to know that you're made in the image of a perfect God, uh, that you have infinite worth, and that you are worthy of unconditional love. Don't you dare forget it. Have an amazing day, guys. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sophia again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating or review on your podcast platform. Now, I want to take this final moment to invite you to something that I'm really excited about, our deep clean VIP community. Here's the deal. We saw that in this space of manhood, sexuality, and faith, there are a lot of unasked questions. They range from relationships to sex to male anatomy, calling, career, and everything in between. We create a deep clean VIP for men like you who want regular coaching from me, VIP access to our podcast guests where you get to interact with some of the world's leading experts in men's health, a monthly seminar, and a community of men from around the world pursuing success in life and integrity in sexuality. Deep Clean VIP provides answers to your deepest questions, hope for a full recovery, and the necessary tools to make that full recovery a reality. If you're ready to take things to the next level, I want you to stop what you're doing right now and sign up for Deep Clean VIP at www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. The link is in the show notes, but let me give it one more time. That's www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.